I'm Amber Peterson, and you're listening to Mamas and Money, Episode 58, Money Perfection. Did you know that creating confidence with your money will change your life? My name is Amber Peterson. I'm a mother, licensed financial professional, and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you're ready, let's take this journey together. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, friends. I am so thrilled that you are here today. And today we're going to be talking about money perfection. And I know this is something that I am still working on. And I think the reason why we want to be perfect in our money is because we think if we're perfect, either in our decisions around money or how we are with money, that somehow that keeps us from feeling anything negative or going through painful situations. And I know for me, I was thinking back on this and I was like, man, when I was younger, I hated making mistakes, whether it was in the sports I was doing, whether it was in my academics or in my art creations I was making, I didn't like making mistakes. And I think one of the reasons for that was that it would be painful to make a mistake. Why? Usually because what I thought of myself making the mistake. In addition, some mistakes also cause correction from those that loved me and wanted me to take a better path. So if I made a mistake, sometimes I needed correction from my parents or from other leaders or teachers. If I was speaking out in class and that was not appropriate at that time, they may tell me, hey, we can't speak right now. Can you please wait to share what you wanted to share until later on? But I viewed that as an embarrassment, that I did something wrong, that there might be something wrong with me. And I had this idea in my mind, if I just did everything perfectly, then I wouldn't have to go through any of those negative experiences. But as I've learned over the years, we have to make mistakes. And the reason is, is because that's how we learn. That's how we grow. That's how we develop. We shared a quote from Benjamin Franklin the other day, that talked about evolve me and then I can really learn. And that's what happens in our lives when we're involved in something, when we are in making the decisions and feeling the consequences of them, then we're learning from that experience. And of course, if we choose not to learn from that experience, we have extra opportunities (laughs) to experience that, to learn that lesson. And so as I've gotten older, I said, you know, it's so important for us to go through those maybe difficult or painful moments, because that's how we learn and grow. And that's how we can become more of who we want to become. When it comes to our money, however, I think it's very easy for us to still have this idea that we still need to be perfect in our money, that there is a right way to do things. There's a right way for us to use our money. So we don't have to go through anything negative. And anytime we experience maybe a mistake or things with our money didn't work out the way that we wanted to, then it's very easy for us to look at ourselves and say how terrible we are with money or that money is hard or that maybe we aren't meant to be very good with our money and it can be a very painful experience. So I want to start off with looking at a definition of perfectionism because I think that's going to help us see Maybe if we're perfectionists or someone in our life is a perfectionist when it comes to our money and how that can translate into what we do with our money and our money decisions and how we view ourselves and others with money as well. So I really enjoyed this definition. I think it's very telling of how this can translate to our money. And it says perfectionism is a personality trait 
characterized by a person's concern with striving for flawlessness and perfection and is accompanied by critical self-evaluations and concerns regarding others' evaluations. And I noticed this for myself. I noticed that as I was younger, if I could just do everything flawlessly, if I could do everything perfectly, then I could avoid feeling bad for my own critical self-evaluations and I could avoid feeling bad for others' corrections or evaluations of my behavior and the things that I did. It also goes on to say perfectionists strain compulsively and unceasingly towards unattainable and unrealistic goals. So we might see someone or ourselves say we need to have this really high standard that actually really isn't obtainable. If we say we have to do everything perfect with our money, that is something we can never accomplish because Why do we need to make mistakes with our money so we can learn and we can grow with our money so we can learn, oh, if I invest this way and this doesn't work as well for me, I'm going to change to investing this way to see if that's going to work for me better. We can make decisions. We can grow. We can understand more. We can become. But if we don't make mistakes, if we don't try, if we don't try to learn from them, we can't grow with them. If we're setting unrealistic and unobtainable goals for ourselves, what can happen with perfectionists is that we can never see ourselves as doing good enough or being good enough or being able to obtain what we want to obtain because we're never at our end goal. Also, perfectionists measure self-worth by productivity and accomplishments. I've totally seen this for me. Sometimes when I look back on my day and go, what did I do? What did I accomplish? What? How many boxes could I check, check off of my to-do list? Can y'all relate? <laughs> Can you relate to that? That somehow I'm thinking the more productive I am or the more things that I accomplish, that somehow that adds to my self-worth and value, which it doesn't. Sometimes it helps me feel better because <laughs> I feel like, oh, I'm accomplishing things. That's great. But our self-worth is 100% intact. It's 100% with us all the time. And no matter how many things we do accomplish and how productive we are or how few things we accomplish and how not productive we are, it doesn't affect our self-worth. Now it can help us move quicker towards our goals, or it can help us go towards those goals a little bit slower, but it never affects our self-worth. But when it comes to perfectionism, it's very easy to measure self-worth by how much we do and accomplish. Also, perfectionists tend to be very harsh critics of themselves their work, and their failure to meet their own expectations. Once again, perfectionists set the bar really, really high. We got to be perfect. Our money's got to be perfect. (laughs) Our lives have to be perfect. One, because we're avoiding negative emotion. Two, because we feel like we can't feel good about ourselves until we meet those expectations. But if we're setting those super high expectations and never meeting them, what happens? Often, perfectionists are very harsh critics. They're very harsh on themselves of who they are, what kind of person they are, what kind of value and worth they have, very harsh on their work and what they're doing, what they're accomplishing. And I think they focus a lot on how they are failing and not doing good enough towards the things that they want to achieve. And so if you see this happening for you, if you see this in your life, you want to consider if that is helping you create what you want. If that high expectation and standard is creating and inviting you to help live your best life. What I think can happen here, and I've seen this just in an example, if someone gives you a compliment, because I've noticed this for me in the past, someone would give me a compliment about something that I'm doing or accomplishing or working towards. 
And I wouldn't want to accept that compliment. I would say, oh, that's nice. But, you know, I've got so many other things I got to work on. I have a whole list of imperfections. <laughs> I have a whole list of ways I can explain to myself I'm not achieving my goals that I couldn't accept what others were recognizing in me. I had to focus all on the imperfections, all on the things that aren't going right. And I think that's what can happen, especially when it comes to our money. We focus on all the things that are going wrong and it doesn't help create an environment to help us move forward in what we want to create. So let's look at how this can translate to our money. If we're noticing we are in this perfectionist state. The first one is we tend to compare our journey to someone else's journey because we feel like if their journey is going better, they must be doing it the right way. We must be messing up somewhere because our journey is not the same. And comparison really is the thief of joy. We can never find joy looking for that peace, that comfort, that contentment with our own lives if we're always looking at someone else's journey. Because then we're going to look at someone else's journey and say, oh, that's the way to do it. <laughs> I'm not doing it that way. So I must be doing it wrong. And then we just beat ourselves up or we try to emulate that way. And it's not working for us because it's their journey, not ours. And then we're more critical of ourselves. So come look and see if you're ever comparing your journey to somebody else's journey. And the second one really goes along with that comparing, but that we have this notion that there is a right way to utilize your money, that there is a correct or right way to do things. There's a certain way we should make decisions. There's a certain way we should invest. There's a certain way we should save. We should never ever go into debt, right? That there's this right way to do things. And sometimes this idea of doing it the right way may come from our thoughts and beliefs around money, either that we have created or that have been given to us by family, friends, loved ones, neighbors, teachers that are trying to help us in our money journey. But that might say, this is the way you should do it to avoid pain and suffering. This is the way that you should go about your money. But when we don't follow the right way, then we start to be critical of what we're doing and start to look at our journey as one that is not serving us. And that can be very painful. The next one is when you do not get the money results you wanted, perfectionists tend to be very critical of themselves, critical of their choices. And I put a couple extra things on this one because I think it really relates. And this next one is that you basically make no room for mistakes. I can't make mistakes. And when I do, I'm so hard on myself. And when you're so hard on yourself for making a mistake, what can happen is that you decide, well, I don't want to go through that mess again. That was painful. Not only did I make a money decision that didn't work out in my favor, but then I was totally mean to myself <laughs> and tearing myself down at the same time. Well, I don't want to do that again. So instead in the future, I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to make a choice. I'm not even going to try and figure out money because I don't want to go through the pain again. But what happens when we decide to not try, not only do we stop our learning and growth, but then when it comes to future money decisions, we, have, we don't have that learning and growth to go off of. So then we tend to make more mistakes with our money. And I've seen this a lot with, um, you know, women talking about money and different things. They go, well, I just don't even want to look at my money. I let my spouse or partner handle the finances. I don't worry about that because I just don't know about money and it's just too overwhelming and I don't even want to think about it. But then we're really giving away our power. We're really not being able to step into what we want to create because we're so worried about making a mistake because we're so mean to ourselves. And that's what perfectionists can do. Another thing, perfectionism, as it relates to our money, is that we feel we're not good enough 
if our money doesn't meet our expectations. So maybe that could be in our choices. So if we have an expectation, okay, if I invest my money this way, it's going to perform this way and I'm going to have this much money afterwards. And when it doesn't meet that expectation, we not only get mad at the situation, but we get mad at ourselves and we say, oh, we're not good enough or something went wrong or we made a terrible decision. So now guess what? This is what our money looks like. And we make the situation compounded and make it worse because of what we think and feel about it. Or you might look at your expectations of what your family life should look like, what your life should look like. I should have the expectation to have unlimited spending money. And when you don't have unlimited spending money, then you start to be critical of you, of the situation, maybe of your partner, of your family life, which then doesn't allow you to enjoy your journey. So you might want to just check and say, hmm, what are my expectations here? Are those expectations something that's going to help me? We'll talk a little bit more about that here in a minute. Also, those who are perfectionists have goals that cause a lot more overwhelm rather than inspiration. So we talked about kind of these very high and unrealistic expectations. So if they have an unrealistic or high goal, what tends to happen with perfectionism is we can't be happy or satisfied until we hit that goal. Well, guess what? What about all the time in between that you haven't hit that goal? Oh, well, we're not there yet. I can't feel confident yet. I can't feel good yet. I can't see myself as being successful yet because I haven't hit this goal. How much life do we waste by waiting for that end result? And two, when we have this very high goal, let's say it's something like having $10,000 in an emergency fund at all times. If that goal is maybe it slips, what if you have an emergency and you spend some of that money that it was intended for on an emergency? Well, now no longer is your money at that 10,000 mark. So within like, oh, this is so heavy. I got to get it back up to that mark to feel good again. Let's say you're on that journey to get to $10,000 in your emergency fund and you're only at 5,000 and it feels very heavy to keep getting it up, keep getting it to where it needs to be before I can feel good. And that's what perfectionists can tend to do is set these goals and they won't let themselves feel good or accomplished until that end goal is met. But we need to find all along the way that things that can inspire us, but not create heavy burdens for us to carry because our money journey shouldn't be heavy. It's there to help us grow and learn. And I want you to have more joy and more peace in your money journey. So I want to give you some things today that you can utilize to help maybe release some of that perfectionism around money. And these are going to correlate with what we just talked about. So especially as if you notice in your life that you're comparing your journey to someone else's journey, I want to offer you a couple different things here. First, ask yourself, what do you like about their journey? What draws you to what they're creating in their lives? Is it because of what they've created? Maybe some things that they have. Maybe it's a nice home. Maybe it's cars. Are you noticing that they're taking vacations and that's something you would like to incorporate into your journey? Is it because they feel at peace? They don't feel like they're stressing about money. Incorporate that into your journey. So you can ask, what do I like about their journey? But what I think is even more powerful for you is to recognize, what do I like about my journey? What do you like about your own journey? What do you love that you've created for you? I want you to know that your journey doesn't have to look like anybody else's. In fact, over the years of all the things I've learned about money, being a financial professional, money mindset, there is no one specific journey that looks like another. Everyone's journey looks different. 
because we're different. We have different goals. We have different dreams. We have different ways that we learn and different experiences we need to grow and learn with our money. So give yourself permission to live your story and to be present for your journey. So for those that are listening and don't see the picture here today, I have this sweet picture. I love it so much of these sweet older ladies. They all have white and gray hair who are in a conga line and they're smiling and laughing and have their hands on their hips and one hand in the air and they are in the moment. They're loving it. And I think what can happen in our lives is that when we're not present, we miss our journey. And then we look to someone else and saying, why is there so much greater than mine? But be in the moment of your journey. Enjoy the moment. I kind of picture myself, if I was in the same room with these incredible women, would I want to spend that moment thinking about my to-do list? Oh, I got to go pick up groceries. I need to go tend to my kids and get what they need. I need to be able to do these errands, right? Have you ever had that happen when you're in the moment? Maybe it's wherever you're at and you're supposed to be having a great time or you want to have a great time. And then you're thinking about all your things you've got to do. And all of a sudden you realize, oh, I wasn't really present for that moment because I was thinking about all the things I have to do later on. You're like, oh, I kind of missed out on that, uh, that opportunity. So if you're finding yourself, hey, what would I like to do in this present moment? Use your five senses. And that really helps center me back in the moment. Like I think of these ladies with the conga line. I don't, I'd want to be in the conga line with them. I'd want to feel the music. I'd want to hear the laughter. I'd want to share that moment. And one, the way we can do that is saying, okay, what can we hear right now? Okay, I can hear the music in the room. What do I see? I see ladies that are dancing, that are smiling, that are having a good time. What do I feel So maybe if we're in the Congo line, then we can put our hands on each other's shoulders. Or maybe I'm putting my hands on my hips and I can feel, oh, I'm touching my clothing. I'm touching someone else's shoulders, right? Because that helps focus us back into the present. Now, if you have the opportunity to use the sense of taste, (laughs) maybe it's taste of the air, something like that. Use that sense too, because that also is powerful in keeping us in the moment, as well as the sense of smell. What does the room smell like? Is there perfume in the air or there the smell of fresh plants, you know, and that will help ground you and bring you back to the present moment. So if you ever find yourself that you aren't bringing yourself to the present, try that and see if that helps you refocus, recenter. And sometimes you have to do it more than once. I really love this question. So what can help you also release your perfectionism? Ask these questions. Is there a right way? How would you know if it is the right way? And what makes it the right way for you? Like I said earlier, I've never seen anyone's journey look exactly the same when it comes to money because we're different. Our goals are different. Might have someone that says, hey, I would love to build orphanages out in Africa You have someone else that says, hey, I want to build up a nest egg so I can send all of my kids and grandkids and great grandkids to college. Two very different goals, which are going to require different ways to do things. And is there a right way? And if so, who made that up? (laughs) Was it the right way for them? Is it the right way for you? What makes your journey right for you? I think living into that is so powerful that your journey doesn't need to look like anybody else's. I was talking to a sweet gal the other day and she gave me some insight into what she was creating for herself. And she says, you know, it's been interesting because I've noticed for me and my spouse, we'll make certain decisions together that we feel good about. Let's say it was on a vacation and say we had this amazing experience. It was awesome. Then 
a few months later down the road, there's something else that comes up in our life. Maybe it's, oh, there's an expense that we have. We need to repair something in our home. And what they tend to do is saying, oh, if we didn't spend our money on the vacation, we could have spent our money here. So we're going to get mad at ourselves and beat ourselves up and say we did it the wrong way by making, by choosing to spend money on that vacation. And they beat themselves up for it. And as we went through, when we were talking about it, she, it, she kind of discovered for herself, she was like, well, you know, what's interesting is that my journey looks different from my parents' journey. My parents' journey would be, especially when it comes to money, it would be like, okay, don't go into debt, pay off your house first, and then you can make bigger purchases. And she's like, my journey doesn't look that way, but I think I'm looking at my parents' journey as the right way. So anytime I make a decision that's different from her journey, I think I did something wrong. Isn't that interesting? So do you maybe see that in your life that you expect it to look a certain way, but really is there a right way? The right way for you is the way you choose because it's your journey. So start to look at that and say, you know what? Maybe this is the right way for me. Because I asked her, I said, are you doing what is serving you and your family? Are you creating what you want to create? And she said, yes. Okay. That's the right way for you. It doesn't have to look the same as anyone else's journey. Their right way <laughs> is right for them. Your right way is right for you. I also think I would give you one more example here. For me and my family, one thing that we are more passionate about and we feel like we really want to incorporate into our life is travel. Because I think giving my kids that exposure to different people and different cultures and different ways of life is important to me. That is part of my journey that I like, that I want to spend my time and energy on. Now, there might be others, even in my own sphere of influence that say you're doing it the wrong way, <laughs> that you shouldn't spend money right now on vacations and travel, but that you should pay off your house first and then go on travel. Now that may be the right way for them. Either way is not right or wrong. We each get to pick the journey and the right way for ourselves. So just ask yourself, are you creating what you want to create? Then it's the right way for you. So instead of focusing, this is the next thing to help us release our perfectionism around money. Instead of focusing on what we did wrong or our flaws when it comes to money, focus on what you learned. I find this so much more helpful because anytime we're self-critical, it makes us not want to do anything with money. It makes us go, that's painful. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Let's not do that with money. But if we say, oh, what did I learn from that situation? And be open and curious. It allows us not only to learn, but then to make future decisions with what we learned. Okay, well, I learned investing in that particular financial product did not give me the results I wanted. Okay, that doesn't mean I'm terrible, horrible, or that I'm terrible with money. It's just like, okay, that's good to know. Now, when I make a choice in the future to invest, I realize that investing in that certain financial product was not the way to go. Okay, I'm going to choose something different. And that's going to help you move forward without the criticism and the pain of tearing yourself down. Also, what are your expectations? What do you expect? How do you want to treat you if you don't meet your expectations? And are you choosing expectations that are serving you? Kind of back to my original, uh, one of my original examples. If you expect to have $10,000 in your emergency fund and you don't meet that, how do you want to treat you? Do you want to be mean to you? You want to tell yourself how wrong you are and that you don't know what to do with money? No, that's painful. <laughs> that's not fun. That's not going to help you want to move forward. Choose to treat yourself with compassion. Choose to treat yourself, you know, 
hey, we're on our way to get there, or we're making efforts to improve and become. And what expectations are going to serve you more? And it might even be helpful, helpful. And I think we're talking about this actually in the next one. So I'll actually pull that up. Also create those small steps to those goals and expectations and celebrate them, right? So if you're saying, oh, $10,000, yeah, but that's the ideal. But if I expect this month, I'm going to put a little bit from every paycheck into my emergency fund. That's what I'm going to expect. And then when you put that money in there, celebrate it. I put $50 more towards my emergency fund. Yay, go me. I feel $50 more at peace because <laughs> that's there in case an emergency happens. And instead of looking at how far we have to go, celebrate what you are doing to become. I kind of think of it like a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. A caterpillar has to go through a complete transformation to become a butterfly. Now, as far as I know, caterpillars are not mad at themselves or beating themselves up because they have to go into a chrysalis. They're not mad at themselves because it takes time to transform. They're not mad at themselves when it's like, okay, this is not happening as fast as I need it to. <laughs> they just know it's part of the process of becoming and growing into the creature they want to be, into that beautiful butterfly. And it's the same for us. Let's not get mad at ourselves that it's taking time. Let's not be critical of ourselves because we're only at a certain stage in the process. But let's work towards the goal of becoming who we want to become and celebrate that along the way. I promise it's so much more fun <laughs> than being critical. And once again, just a reminder, be present and enjoy the moment. Don't look back and be critical of your choices because that actually stops you from growing and becoming. So let's enjoy, come back to the moment, appreciate what you're doing now, where you're at and what you're becoming. And as you move through your journey, not only can you have more joy and more peace, but then you're going to help yourself get to where you want to be. And as we conclude here today, I wanted to give you this quote by Ruth Fischel. And she said, it is a beautiful experience being with ourselves at a level of complete acceptance. When that begins to happen, when you give up resistance and needing to be perfect, a peace will come over you as you have never known. This is possible for you. When you accept yourself where you are at, with your money and in your money journey. If you can accept that you don't have to be perfect in that journey, that you can make mistakes because you know you're going to be compassionate with yourself in those mistakes, that you can learn from them to make decisions to help you move forward and not resisting that need to do it flawlessly and <laughs> to do it perfectly, but just saying, I am going to accept myself now and at every stage of my journey of becoming and living my money journey you will have an added measure of peace for you in your life to create what you want to create. Now, if any of you have questions about this, please reach out. I would love to help you. I want to help you have joy in your money journey. And if you're finding that this is very difficult or that you're noticing that perfectionism and you're not quite sure how to navigate it, reach out. I would love to work with you there. And any other questions about money that you may have, I hope you have an incredible week. And we'll talk to you next time. You are already working hard for your money. Imagine your money working hard for you. Imagine taking control over where your money goes instead of wondering where it went at the end of every month. Imagine the freedom you will have from not worrying constantly about your finances. Imagine enjoying the decisions you make with your money. I know this is possible for you. 
head on over to amberpetersoncoachingfinance.now.site where we can work together to make it happen. And if you're finding this podcast to be helpful, please subscribe. That way you will never miss an episode to help you create confidence with your money. Have a beautiful week.